Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode. I know I've been gone um, for a while, but I'm back with a new episode. And this time, you know I had to talk about Ariana Grande, my queen. Um, so I'm also going to be talking about other things, reading a little rants here and there. But main focus of this episode is Ariana Grande. So uh, if you don't know... Our queen, our collective queen, or at least mine, um, got married on the 15th of May um, with Dalton Gomez. And uh, so I'm going to give a little breakdown of the important, or at least the important, the most important men that people focus on, um, which is Mac Miller, Pete Davidson, and Dalton Gomez. So, I mean, she has had other partners like Ricky and um, Big Sean and, you know, the others or whatever. So essentially, uh, she got married to Dalton Gomez and they met, I believe, in January of 2020 and got engaged in December of 2020. And they got married this May. And she wrote, you know, her whole album positions for him. Uh, and then there's like a theory about uh, there's a Mac Miller song that has crickets playing. And then in one part of um position she's like heaven sent you to me and there's crickets behind it so it's kind of like mac miller sent dalton gomez to for her is that does that make sense so anyway she got married and like the queen like i knew she was gonna do she was gonna have a beautiful ass wedding and i'm i love her like the the mood of it um, so I'm going to read Vogue. If you guys don't know, fun fact about me, I love reading Vogue weddings. Um, I get excited when there's a new wedding that they cover. I just love reading Vogue, we- like the Vogue wedding. And I knew, I was like, I told my mom, I was like, mom, I know for a fact, just for a fact, the Vogue wedding is going to cover Ariana Grande's wedding. I just know it. Like it's Vogue. And I was fucking right. So I'm going to read the article. It says, on a Saturday in mid-May, Ariana Grande channeled Audrey Hepburn's timeless elegance when she walked down the aisle wearing Vera Wang out to marry real estate agent Dalton Gomez at her home in Montecito, California. At the Met Gala a few years ago, Ariana and Vera had made a very important pact. On fashion's biggest night, Vera promised that when the time came, she would create Ariana's wedding day look, and the iconic designer delivered. The end result, I just love the description of Ariana's wedding dress. I'm going to read it to y'all, okay? I love the description. It says, A custom lily white silk charmeuse empire waist column gown Ascented with a sculpted neckline, an exposed bra strap closure, and a plunging back, was befitting of the pop star on her big day. The dress was accessorized with a shoulder-length hand-pleated bubble veil with a sweet satin bow at the very top. Altogether, the ensemble styled to perfection by Mimi Cottrell was reminiscent of the look Joe Stockton so famously wore in Funny Face. Pearl and diamond earrings by Lorraine Schwartz were chosen to match the bride's engagement ring with one upside down, a nod to her aesthetic that started during the sweetener era, and the other right side up. 
The meaning behind this is significant to Ariana as it represents appreciating the lowest or the upside down moments in her life and how they have contributed to where and who she is now. Her polished half up hair and soft curls were the work of Josh Lou and her natural makeup which sculpted brows and a pretty winged liner were done by Ash K. Holmes. The ceremony was an intimate affair with less than 20 close friends and family gathered to watch the couple who started dating back in, back in January of 2020 and got engaged the following December. Say I do in a room aglow in candlelight as the lyrics of Thank You Next predicted, one day I'll walk down the aisle holding hands with my mama. Ariana's mother, Joan Grande, gave her away, although in real life she did, do, she did so alongside Ariana's father, Ed Butera, which is a personal high point and one of the most special moments for the bride. Dalton, wearing a Tom Ford suit, waited beneath flowers suspended from the ceiling. Then the couple said their vows, committing to happily ever after and love forever. Then there's just images of that. They didn't really talk about um, the after party or ceremony or you know, party or whatever, they just had that to say, and then they had images, and it was of Ariana getting ready, it says, getting wedding day ready, Ariana's polished half-up hair and soft curls were the work of Josh Lou and her natural makeup, you know, Ash K. Home, they have the veil, her shoes, oh my god, her shoes, I love her shoes, says the bride's wedding dress was accessorized with the shoulder-length hand pleated bubble veil with a sweet satin bow, whatever, and custom Giuseppe Zanato, Zanati, I don't know if I pronounced that right, platform heels. I'm fucking obsessed with those heels. I want those heels. And then her wedding dress. And then just more images of her. There's Dalton getting ready. Honestly, I don't care what anyone says. Dalton is fine as hell. I do not blame Ariana for wanting getting married to him. He's, he's cute. I don't care. Um, a picture of her dog. Um, where she got married, you know, her getting ready. Arian Dalton said, I do in a room aglow with candlelight. Uh, just more pictures of the making out. And then there's like the table and they did like, <laughs> this is like such a shitty way to compare it. But I don't know if you guys watched the Midsommar, um, the way they had the table set up. It's kind of like that. So Lushy Gre Lush Greenery covered the dinner tables, making for an elegant tablescape. Very um, elegant twilight vibes, uh, and it's in the shape of a T, and I want my wedding like this. Uh, essentially, that's it, so they don't really have that much to talk about. Like, I love when Vogue covers, like, what they ate and, like, the backstory and stuff, and I thought they would have more for them, but they didn't. But it's okay, because she got married, and I live. Um, I don't know. I, I've been an Ariane fan. Not to the extremes of where I'm at now, where I act like she's my best friend, even though I don't know her. Um, but I will say I got more in, like, I've always been a fan of hers. I think when she, well, I was a bit, like, I wasn't, like, how do I say this? Like, I listened to her first few albums um, as, like, a fan. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, hell yeah, Ariana Grande, you know what I'm saying? But I think I became more invested um, with one of her other albums um and I just love her vibe like she's always had vintage vibes if that makes sense but yeah so I think okay I listened to yours truly the the, the 2013 album my everything 
those were the two albums where I was just like rocking out in my room. I was just vibing to those albums. But it wasn't until definitely I feel like Dangerous Woman came out that I became an Ariana Grande fan, like officially. I just love that album and like her aesthetic and her vibes. And I just love that. And I love that she gave out elegant and vintage like touches and her fashion choices and just like, I don't know, I love everything about her. So I became more solidified when Sweetener came out. And that's when I was just like a whole ass Ariana stan. Um, but yeah, she got married. And so I was like excited. Her engagement ring is what I dream of. Like maybe not exactly like that because I wouldn't want like a wedding exactly like hers. But I like how simple, elegant it was. Like it wasn't over the top. And I just like that, that it was just, you know, simple, elegant, like the queen that she is. Um, but yeah, and I just wanted to like talk about that. But um, now that I covered that, there's like a little side notes I want to like talk about. <laughs> One being Pete Davidson. And not that like he hasn't said anything or anything, but someone on Facebook said that she there was a joke and had a picture of Pete Davidson on one side and then Dalton on the other side. And she's like, she's just marrying Peter Davidson. And it just made me laugh because people were saying that Dalton looks like Pete. Um, there was another one where it says like Dalton looks like Pete if he was like in a healthier lifestyle or something like that. Like they were just making fun of that dynamic because it's like same height, same looks and stuff. You know, but to each their own, I guess. Um, and then I know one that people are starting to like have little arguments on TikTok is um, the fact that they're comparing Dalton to Mac. Not comparing, but essentially saying like, oh my God, like we all know Mac it was like, that was Ariana Somi. Like that was who she was supposed to end up with, whatever. And, you know, saying that like Mac is looking down on her happy or whatever. Like, and people were like, please just like let her move on. Like that was a very painful experience for her. She does not need to be constantly reminded about Mac and the relationship she had with him. And to that, I agree because I feel like even though, you know, when you lose like a partner or a soulmate or a partner that was an ex-partner that was very significant in your life, um, it still hurts and like being constantly reminded is just like, you know, also there was a line, if you don't know, The weekend came out with Savior Tears featuring Ariana Grande. And there was like a lyric in there that I was kind of like suspicious about, or was it in another one of them? I don't, I don't think it was this one. Hold on, let me find it because there was a lyric that I wanted to talk about in that one. Okay, so the song in question is from her Positions album, and it's the um, Off the Table featuring, I'm going to yawn again, <laughs> featuring The Weeknd. Um, and essentially, I feel like it has this, like, reminiscent of, like, Mac Dalton kind of vibes that people were getting on TikTok or that were exuding on TikTok. So it says, like, will I ever love the same way again? Will I ever love somebody the, like the way I did you? Never thought you'd be so damn hard to replace. I swear I don't mean to be this way. If I can't have you, is love completely off the table? Do I sit this one out and wait for the next life? 
And, like, this one is definitely about that because people are always saying, like, oh, they were soulmates for another lifetime. Like, that was for Twin Flame, like, this and this. And so, like, this one where it's, like, she lost that significant person. Will she be able to love someone the way she loved, like, Mac Miller? Like, that's the theory. Um, Am I too cold? Am I not nice? Might not be quite yet healed or ready, you know, from his death? Should I be going too steady? Like, should she even be dating again? Uh, just want to know is completely is love completely off the table and then that's when like the weekend lyrics come in is like I'll wait for you even though it always feels like I'll be number two that's the one I was gonna like talk about is the fact that he says I'll wait for you even though it, it always feels like I'll be number two. Oh my god I'm so sorry for yawning um I'm not even tired I just have a habit of doing that anyways essentially I think that um people always on TikTok and on social media kind of say that Mac Miller will always be like the one for Ariana. Like that was the main one. Like, and that Dalton, you know, it's kind of like the second one, like he came in, but like, he doesn't compare it to Mac. So it's always kind of like, even though it always feels like I'll be number two to Mac is the theory here to some, like, look at the, like, this is definitely it. Like it says, I'll wait for you, even though it always feels like I'll be number two to someone you can't hold anymore. Um, because, you know, he passed away, unfortunately. May he rest in peace. If you let me in, I'm ready to give you what I couldn't before because I got you, girl. And, like, let me help you through it. And then it says you're trying to fill the void with a couple of boys. Um, she had dated, I feel like. We all know Pete. I can't see right, though, through it. Uh, I can. What does that say? I can. You love. What? I, was, uh, I don't know what this is. Haunted by the hills. That's like what he kind of says. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's about that because the rest of the like it just adds to that theory and stuff. And positions is centered mostly around um, Dalton, whereas thank you next and well, mostly thank you next was about sort of the afterfall of the Pete Davidson relationship, and then in positions she was like will I or something something repeat history and then she does emphasis on the Pete. So, like, I feel like Thank You Next and that, like, one little nod was about Pete Davidson and stuff. And then, you know, Sweetener had a lot more about Mac and so does Positions and stuff. And so I feel like she gets a lot of hate for no reason. Like, listen, I think if Mac didn't die, be honest with y'all, I feel like she would not, she still would not have ended up with uh, Pete. I feel like she would have ended up with Mac. I just know. I just know. I feel like Pete, like, I feel like the relationship she had with Mac was definitely a soulmate one. And he suffered, you know, from a drug addiction. And, you know, she probably just couldn't handle that anymore. Like, I feel like when people kind of oversee that, but like, I don't know, when you're dealing with someone, not necessarily, I can't say what it feels like to be with a partner that is, has that. But I have lived with someone who has a, not drug, over like not a drug addiction, but definitely a substance abuse issue. And it's very, very hard to live with that person. Like mentally, emotionally, it's exhausting. And there's a difference between having a partner that's like that because you're, you're allowed to leave. You're allowed to like say goodbye. Okay, peace out. Like I need to focus on my mental health, on my emotional well-being. And I feel like that's what she did versus if that's like a family member, you kind of don't have that option. 
or you do, but it's like harder, I guess. But in terms of Mac and Ariana, I feel like that's what she had to do. I feel like people were always like, oh my God, like what she leave? I'm like, sis, he had a drug addiction. Like she was starting to get affected by that mentally. Like she had to like, you know, her mental health was being affected by that. And so was her emotional well-being. Was it a little suspicious that three weeks later, you know, she was dating Pete? Yeah. And like the little comments that she's like, oh my God, a year ago, I laughed at my whatever. I'm like, what if I marry that guy? When she was dating Mac, I was like, sis, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like little suspicious things like that. But essentially I do, I don't know if they were accurate. I think she just said that to add volume to her romance with Pete. Like, I don't think she really even said that because I think she was really in love with Mac. But again, I don't know. I don't know her. Like, you know, she, I don't know her. Um, but yeah, I feel like people kind of go back to that. And I think it's because she was with Mac for a long time and she did have that relationship. Well, she had a friendship with him that turned into a love relationship and then, you know, it ended tragically. And so I think people kind of, I think everyone knew and Ariana knew deep down that she wasn't going to end up with Pete. Like, I feel like she was going to eventually go back to Mac and they were going to have the storytell kind of fairy tale ending of like getting married and stuff. And unfortunately, like that didn't happen. And so I think people kind of like know that deep down. And so, and she kind of like, you know, she talks about that in her album positions with what I mentioned before, like the crickets, like I think Matt Miller did a song with crickets in it or something. Um, and Ariana Grande when like heaven sent you to me and there's like crickets behind it. Like it's definitely a meaning. And with this song off the table with, you know, the weekend, it just like, I think she talks about like, she didn't end up with Mac, but I think that Mac ended up sending Dalton to her. And I think that's a beautiful meaning for her. And I think only she knows what that means and stuff like that. And like, I don't know, grief can be a bitch and grief is hard to deal with. And you know, her situation's unique and stuff. And she went through a lot with Mac's death. I think just the fact that she lost someone, uh, regardless of what the relationship was like towards the end. And then the fact that people were blaming her. And like, that's also a really shitty thing for people to do because like, like, again, I'm going back to the, like this, you know, this where it's like when you're with someone who has a drug, uh, um, a substance abuse or, you know, drug issues, drug addiction, like, it's, like, it's not your fault what they do, like, their addiction, you know, like, you can help them as much as you can, you can be supportive as much as you can, but there's going to come to a point where you're breaking, you're, like, your breaking point, and um, I think as much as she loved Mac, like, it was definitely, like, hard for her, and, like, his death was nothing to do with her. I feel like the way he handled the breakup was his own actions. And, like, she handled it her own way. But people needed to stop blaming that for his death. Like, it's like if someone blamed – I don't want to like go too personal. But, like, if I was with a partner, like, I wouldn't want to be blamed for their actions because, like, that's their actions. Like, the way they handle certain situations – it's like not my fault. Like I, I had to deal with, you know what I mean? Like I feel like people were so easy to judge. It's like, have you ever even like been in a relationship with someone with like a substance abuse or like been around someone? Like it affects you so much and like their actions are their own. I and mean, like you can go so far as to helping them, but like, again, like their actions are not your responsibility. And I feel like that was with Ariana. Like people were like, she killed him. Like, no, she didn't. She left a relationship 
where she like couldn't do it anymore and he continued and like you know I I'm not a fan like I don't listen to Max so I can't really speak too much on him um but I just feel like with that kind of got me triggered too because I'm kind of like okay like have you ever even been in a relationship with someone like that like you know, like, they're not going to ask for help unless they do it themselves, and you can only help so much, but their actions are their own, and so, I don't know, that bothered me, but, um, yeah, and in other universe, I would, like, have loved to see her, um, you know, end up with him, but she got married, and I'm happy for her, and I'm glad Sis is happy, and she deserves all the happiness in the world, um, so yay, congrats to Pete, and, oh, okay, this is, like, a weird, person you would think I would talk about, but I'm talking about JLo. <laughs> and um the reason I'm talking about JLo is because oh my god, I'm yawning again. I'm so sorry. This is like not boring to me. I ever like I don't know. Ever since I like started recording videos and like podcast episodes and stuff, I yawn so much. It's like a bad habit. I think it's a Libra thing. But someone said it's also an anxiety thing. So I, I don't really know. Um anyways JLo. Uh <laughs> The reason I'm talking about JLo is because she's back with Ben Affleck, and I just think the situation is so interesting to me. Um, also, because I saw a tweet that someone said that JLo's like, like Thanos, like she collects engagement rings, like whatever those stones are called in that movie. Um, and I just like started bursting out laughing, cackling, because I thought that shit was hilarious. Um, I guess you can say she has been engaged a lot of times, but you know, you do you, sis, you live life, men ain't shit, sometimes they disappoint you, and like, I get her, I get her vibes, like, sometimes men, yeah, we all know how they are, so, uh, but yeah, she's with Ben Affleck, um, and they are currently residing in Miami, so, uh, I'm gonna read another article by E, of course, it says, there aren't enough days in a week, weeks in a month, months in a year for Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck to be together. The formerly engaged stars have rekindled their romance, and this time they are trying to make their long-distance kind of love last. JLo, 51, and Ben, 48, have traveled around the country the past month as they make up for lost time. After meeting up in Los Angeles and Montana, the couple spent the past four days in Miami. The Justice League actor who lives in Los Angeles near the three kids he shares with ex Jennifer Garner took an overnight flight to Florida to be with Jennifer over the weekend. The pair was spotted hitting the gym this week before they nestled up in the Mediterranean-style Miami estate that's valued at $18 million, and yes, we have pics inside, the 11-bedroom palace. He has since returned to Lollapland. Now that Benifer 2.0 is here to stay, the insider shares exclusively with E! News how Ben and Jen plan to make their long-distance relationship work. They have no problem meeting up wherever, the source explains, noting that things are going very well so far with their bi-coastal setup. Ben is happy to be a part of her life in Miami, where they spent a lot of time at home being low-key and relaxing together. Uh, they have had a great few days that feels effortless and easy. The plan is for Jennifer to come out to L.A. to see him as her schedule allows. The insider notes they are taking it one day at a time, but aren't letting distance be too much of an obstacle. A second source confirms that the A-listers spent the weekend together and are trying to work around family work commitments. JLo shares custody of her 13-year-old twins, Max and Emmy, with ex-husband Mark Anthony in Miami, uh, but no word on if the teens have met up with Ben recently. 
As E! News reported in April, the Grammy nominee was relying on Mark a little extra in the wake of her split from Alex Rodriguez with a separate source saying Mark is always making sure that the kids have everything they need and trying to make it easier on Jennifer while she's working and away. Uh, earlier this week, a different source shared with E! News that J.Lo has been impressed with how much Ben has stepped up recently to make their meetups pri- a priority. Ben has been making the effort to make it work with their schedules. He's really making a huge effort. That informant revealed J.Lo thinks Ben has really stepped up and loves the version that this version of him. There's even speculation that the Goodwill hunting star has been showing some subtle PDA by wearing an old watch that Jennifer gave him in the early aughts. Uh, and then you can read more about that theory there. But yeah, so Ben and Jennifer Lopez were engaged. And they were going to get, actually, they were like going to actually get married. And then I um, believe that Ben called off the wedding a month in advance to their ceremony. And that Jennifer was just like distraught. And we all know the infamous fucking ring he gave her, that beautiful uh, pink Amazonian ring. like. They also made jokes like um if you don't know TikTok has this trend where it's like I'm not the main character and then there's like I'm the Latina that falls in love with the white guy and then there's like other versions of that trope of like Latinas falling in love with white white guys or whatever. But like they used the Ben Affleck and Jennifer one. That was just funny. So I'm gonna do a little timeline for y'all of how they met because I just love love stories like that. Like they separate but then they come together type of thing. I don't know. It's just like one of my favorite one of my favorite love trope. So it starts in December 2001 where they were filming the movie Giggly, uh, which is a box office, um, what's it called? Bomb, box office bomb. It did horrible in the theaters uh, just to because they always make fun of that. But they met in Giggly. The two prepared to film a scene for the movie in West Hollywood. The couple met on the set of the film. That was in December of 2001. It's about to be 10 years. 10 or 20 years, I forgot. August 2002, spotted in West Hollywood. The two had head to a party together and she's in a track suit. Uh, October 2002, spotted in Beverly Hills. There's, oh no, sorry. The track suit was for something else. Um, they're spotted in Beverly Hills. Uh, November 2002, filming Giggly to Engagement. The two filmed the movie on Will Rogers State Beach in Los Angeles. Uh, November of 2002, filming Jersey Girl. The two filmed the movie in New York City. I think they did that movie. And then November of 22, they leave MTV's TRL. Is there anything more 2000s than both Benefer 1.0 and TRL? I have no idea what TRL is. But the fashion sis is serving. Uh, December of 2002, Jenny from the Block came out. Uh, December 2002, red carpet debut. The two make their red carpet debut as a couple at the premiere of her film, Made in Manhattan. Uh, January in 2003, Sundance. The two bundled up at the Sundance Film Festival in Utah. February 2003, Daredevil premiere. The two appear at the premiere of Daredevil starring Ben as the superhero. Um, yeah, that was the Daredevil. Daredevil premiere. The two appear at the premiere of Daredevil starring Ben and future ex-wife Jennifer Garner. Uh, the Oscars in March 2003. The two attend the Academy Awards together. March of 2003, they were spotted in Beverly Hills. Um, again, in April 2003, they went on a vacation to Paris together. Uh, in May of that 
2003. They say courtside at a Los Angeles Lakers game. Uh, Canada trip. The two film a Dateline interview for NBC in Vancouver. I'm going to watch that right now. Uh, July 2003, the Giggly premiere. The two appear at the premiere for their movie in West Hollywood, California. Giggly is released. It flops at the box office, which I think is just so hilarious that they always mention that. Um, and then in September of 2003, the two play a visit to the Liberty County Courthouse in Georgia, where I believe they were going to get married. On uh, September 2003, wedding is off. The two postpone their wedding. No future date is given. And then in October 2003, the two are seen at a Boston Red Sox game. The team is Ben's favorite. In January of 2004, the two end their engagement. It's over. And then in early May of 2021, the two are spotted separately at the event in Los Angeles days after Ben is seen at JLo's home in the city. May of 2021, the first pics of Jennifer of Benefer 2.0. Um, so they've been together since 2001 and they were in Miami and, um, I don't think he was engaged to Ana de Armas, but I'm not super sure because then like a few weeks or months later, like he was with, uh, JLo. So I'm not quite sure, but the whole, the whole JLo and A-Rod fiasco was just a thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I thought that was really funny. Not that she went through that, but just, like, the whole, like, like, how would he fuck it up like that? Like, how are you going to fuck it up that bad? So there was screenshots of A-Rod sliding up some DMs of some reality stars. And um, Jayla was like, nah, fuck that. I ain't having that. And then, you know, left his ass, which good for her because... First of all, like, I just, like, I don't get men. I really don't get them. Like, how are you going to, like, be with a, a woman that is accomplished, whatever, and then still cheat, still be unfaithful? Like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't know. I don't get infidelity. Like, I know I say I have commitment issues, but if I were in a committed relationship, like, I'm going to be committed. That's why I don't go into a relationship knowing that I don't want to be with that. You get me? Like, no, like, why can't you be committed? Like, that goes for both, you know, partners in a in a relationship. But, like, in terms of them, like, A-Rod, whatever. Like, why couldn't he have been faithful? Like, they fucking, like, mixed their families already. Like, the twins, like, liked him. His kids like J-Lo. They were a little, like, mixed up family. Like, why couldn't he just stay faithful for fucking months? Like, damn. I was so pissed. I was like, oh, my God. Um, but yeah, good for her. Like, she did not have to be with someone who cheated on her. Like, no, sis. Like, I can move on. And she did. And she's back with Ben Affleck. And I don't know why. He... Honestly, I don't know who left who in the Jennifer Garner-Ben Affleck marriage. But I really shipped them together because I love Jennifer Garner. I live for her. She was like, I would love her in 13 going on 30. And like all the other movies that I remember seeing her in. And I just love Jennifer Garner. She's like the sweetest like, Angel and stuff, and I don't know, like, you know, they have kids together and stuff, but anyways, I just like that storyline of, like, if it's meant to be, it'll be, and it'll come back to you, and, like, that little break, whatever, and then you come back, like, I just love that, you know what I mean, so, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, I wanted to talk about that, because that was, like, a really interesting love trope and stuff like that, and I wanted to give my little opinion on it, not that, like, it matters or anything, but, you know, 
why not? Like, what's up with that? Um, and then I should be doing more episodes because, like, a lot of stuff happens that I never really, like, pay attention to and stuff. And I've, like, I don't know, I created this podcast to be on top of my shit. Um, and so, yeah, but also another thing, Friends is getting a reunion, um, and I, my mom was a, such a big Friends fan, like, she used to watch every episode, and so growing up, um, I would watch reruns with her, oh my god, I'm yelling again, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Honestly, I watched Friends before Jennifer Aniston. I'm such a Jennifer Aniston fan. Like, I grew up watching Jennifer Aniston movies. And so she, I love her. Like, I wish one day I can meet her because she is a queen. Fucking love Jennifer Aniston. So will I be watching the Friends reunion? Yes, because it has Jennifer Aniston in it. And anything she's in, I watch. So point blank there. Um, and I was watching Friends on Netflix for her. Um, I didn't finish the whole series, though, because I would always go back to the office and Parks and Rec, and so, like, I never really finished Friends, but I would watch it just because she's in it. Like, I love that queen, like, you know? And, um, there was, like, that little moment of, like, Jennifer, like, and Brad and stuff like that. So, like, I don't know. There's, like, a lot. People just, like, don't like Brad. And honestly, there's, like, that thing of, like, uh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie and stuff like that. And honestly, like, I don't know. It's a little suspicious. But, like, I don't know. I love Jennifer so much. And, yeah, and, you know. But anyways, uh, that's it. I could rant on about something else. Um, the fact that I am obsessing over this one. I mean, I'm always obsessing over some actor, right? Like, that's nothing new. Like, I'm always doing that. But um, I, there's this one actor that I just, like, he's um, Spanish from, like, España. And his name is Mario Casas. And I'm, like, watching every single show and movie he's in. Because in high school, I went to Mexico in 2015. And my Netflix kind of, like, changed. And they had the second. He It's a series. It's an Italian book series. But they adapted it. And they made it, like, Spanish, like, the movies. And actually, well, I forgot if it was the first or second one. Made it to, like, one of the mo- top ten most... Gross, grossing, grossing films. I forgot how the words, but essentially, it's like one of the most popular in the world. At you know, it's one of the top ten, but films ever seen, and it made that much money. And it's the first one is called Tengo Ganas de Ti, and then the second one is oh no no sorry, the first one is called Tres Metros Sobre el Cielo, and then the other one is called Tengo Ganas de Ti. And I watched the second one in Mexico on Netflix because they had that one. And I was, like, so confused in the beginning because I'm like, who the fuck is he talking about? Um, and But I watched it, and I was, like, obsessed. And I was like, I have to, like, find the first movie. So then when I came back to America, um, they had it on demand. I, and I watched the first movie, and I just, like – became so obsessed with the storyline and the characters. And I didn't know it was a book series um, until like last year. Um, But 
that actor is so fucking fine for no reason and so right now i'm just obsessed with him but my thing is like there's some movies like from other countries that like if you venture out are just so good and like that's one of them and now i'm obsessed with like movies from like mexico and like hate to say it but from like espana even though sometimes i don't understand shit of what they're saying like i really don't and um i'm trying my best to be fully like fully bilingual because like I fully understand it and I can have great comprehension skills when it comes to like speaking and writing it gets a little tricky for me because Spanish is my second language it wasn't my first so like it's a little hard for me and so I'm doing my best to um you know read articles in Spanish read books in Spanish listen to podcasts in Spanish and not like the Spanish from España but like Spanish from Mexico because you know that's the link and it's just like even harder because my dad was explaining to me how like when I when I educate myself in Spanish you know like when I it's gonna be proper Spanish and like like in America there's like the um what's it called like the the professional English or whatever the word but then there's like a lot of dialects depending on where you live and like that same applies to Mexico like there's different dialects different ways people say words and like it's fucking tricky, and I just hate it, but I I will be fucking bilingual. I set it out. I'm going to be, because it's so frustrating trying to have conversations with people, and your Spanish sucks ass, and you don't know the words to certain things. It gets really frustrating, and there's points where I want to start crying, so I'm like, I, I fucking can't, but I'm going to learn, and so I try not to watch as much Spanish from Spain, because they do speak differently, and they use certain words like they have different words and also they're just so fucking hard to understand sometimes. I'm sorry to say it. I when even like because I watched that, you know, two movies so many times, like I understand what they're saying because I watch it, but like sometimes when I was watching Elite or Elite or whatever, I was just like, damn, what the fuck are they saying? And I had to like go back and hear them again because like the way they like Spaniards talk kind of confused me to be honest with you but not Mario Casas because he's perfect and I like love listening to I love listening to him talk like oh my god like he's I have a favorite actor from I would say every country or every continent I'm not sure but from España it's definitely Mario Casas because I mean and then it's Aaron Piper Ron Piper, whatever, however you want to pronounce his like name. Australian, Jacob Elordi, we all know that. American, Dylan O'Brien, we all know that. Mexican would have to be Diego Boneta. Um, but look at the way Mario Casas speaks. Like, the man is fine as hell. Pues Fernando González Molina, director de Tres Metros sobre el Cielo, que gracias a estar en la serie después me llamó para, para la peli. Bueno, sí. Eh, el barco, al final grabábamos mucho en alta mar eh, y salíamos y verla eh, echar las potas. Pues me sigue acojonando. Eh, Cómo me gustaría morir sin darme cuenta. <risa> Actor, tengo esa suerte de trabajar en lo que hago, pero si no, eh... actor. 
moto o coche, coche, que espero de mis amigos, pues, cariño. Mi ocupación favorita, el deporte. Do you understand my dilemma? The man is fucking fine. I recommend if you go watch those movies because they are phenomenal. And if you do, please tell me what you what your thoughts are. What your thoughts? Oh my god, my fucking Invisalign. What your thoughts are on Bobby and Jin? If you watch the first and second movie, which is vital that you do, because. Uh, Oh, I love that movie. And so, like, I was watching all his, like, right now I'm watching Instituto on um, Pantalla. But season two is going to be on HBO Max. So when that time comes, I will have to go watch that because why not? And then I watched a couple of the, his movies on Netflix. I watched one where he goes to, it's like in the 1800s, 19, no, 1900s. And he goes to a, is it Cuba? I don't know, he goes to another, an island country, fuck, I forgot, and he falls in love, and it's just a beautiful love story, and then he did another one called it Paramedico, Paramedic, mm, I hate the way I speak Spanish, anyways, and that one was really good, and he's just, like, such a versatile actor, like, homie can be, like, a badass person to, like, a psychopath, and, like, to a rigid, like, you know, mm. <sighs> honestly, like, I, I have, I have hope. Aside from Dylan O'Brien, like, I hope. I do. I'm learning Spanish. This is, like, really stupid. But, like, aside from the fact that I want to communicate with people and be bilingual in Spanish, I also want to be bilingual in Spanish. Because if I ever meet him, I would love to have a fucking conversation with him where I don't sound stupid. And so that is, he is one of the main reasons why I'm also learning Spanish. Mexican Spanish, Spanish from Mexico, because... Yeah, like, I don't know. Learning Spanish from Spain is, no, colonizers, even though he's from Spain. I don't care. Uh, but anyways, that's it for this episode. I just wanted to go on a little rant and say that I missed y'all. Please DM me with other subjects you would like me to talk about, preferably pop culture, because I feel like I have already talked so much about myself and I never shut the fuck up. So, um, yeah, let me know what you want me to talk about next. Thanks for listening. I love y'all.